And welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. This is episode 12, Mike. 12? 12, man. Love it. Loving it, man. Doubling up this week quick, right? Back to back. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, you know, first off, hopefully everybody had a, a beautiful weekend with, you know, with family and friends and beautiful holiday time, Christmas and all that. So, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that was a, a good time for everybody. Merry Christmas to all. And, uh, you know, we got to mention Sammy Love with the, with the music. Killer hits, killing it for us. Exclusive. We'll post his, uh, his Instagram. You could follow and check him out. And the band, Radio Stereo. And they're, they're local, man. You could go we, we'll go see them in the new we year. Should. We should. We're we should. We're definitely going to go, go see them. Show them some love on the gram and get their schedule posted out there. So, Mike, when we spoke last week, uh, you know, we had just recapped the, um, the instructional league draft. And we were talking about Carlos Correa and, and all that. And, and, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Um, the Giants, you know, they, they, they basically say, no, we're not going to sign you. Uh, you know, we did a physical. Something came up in the physical that we didn't like and scratch. Some hours later, all of a sudden, Carlos Correa is in New York Met signing a huge 12-year deal, $350 million. Um, so obviously, at, at that point, you're like, okay, the Mets aren't so concerned. A few days after that, now the, the Mets are questioning whether they made the right choice. You know, the they did a two-day physical with Carlos Correa. Some stuff came up, and now they're rethinking this whole thing. Look, you know, the, the, um, the writers and everybody that's involved, they seem to be saying that... There's a 55% chance that this, this gets worked out. I think it's going to be higher than that. I think, you know, Steve Cohen wants to win. I think um, the Mets are in a different situation with with Carlos Correa than, than the Giants were. So I think they're going to make this work. I just don't see this falling apart and Carlos Correa all of a sudden becoming a Miami Marlin, although a lot of Marlins fans would love that. But, you know, I, I think I think it'll work out with the Mets. Um is it, is it a cool situation for them to be going through? No, you know, they have concerns, but I, I think they're going to work it out. With the Giants, I think it was a different issue altogether, Mike. Uh, I think that the Giants just wanted out. I think I, something I think so came too. up. I don't think it had anything to do with the physical. The guy's been killing it uh, since he came into the league. Um, the guy's been relatively healthy. Um, I just think they wanted out. I think that they maybe saw something they didn't like, and uh, they rode, they hung on whatever they saw in that physical, and... And wrote it out of town. Yeah, because, you know, to to reference something from 2014, I mean, you know, injuries, you know, injuries, you know, they nag you throughout your career and all that. But to go that back and after you give them that much money, you know, I, I just think they had cold feet. They had second thoughts and and the Mets swooped in, the Mets spending on, on everybody. And they told them, Papa, we have... Lindora at shortstop, you're going to play third base. Yeah, I, I I had heard that the only team he would play third base for would be the Mets. You know, he's obviously right. best friends with with Frankie. Um, but that's going to be killer. It's going to be interesting to see how that, you know, that unfolds. And, and, you know, I just feel bad for the Giants a little bit, you know. Like, God, what a heartbreaking offseason for them so far. This is just the beginning, right. you know. Um, but the whole thing with Judge and then the whole thing with Correa and then, you know, the whole thing into the backing out of the deal – they're Rod- going to hang. Rodone yeah, Rodone left. left. They're going to hang on the physical, but it's just a bad look. It's a bad look right now for the Giants. It doesn't look too good right now for them, you know, this offseason. So 
They got money, though. So maybe they there's do. some big free agent coming up or some trade or something, but they got some money put away. I mean, so. Michael Conforto isn't the... No, he's not the answer. He's definitely not the answer. You know, the Giants need a big horse, man. They need a big bat. That's a big park, man. So. No, and this is a team that, you know, in the past, they had Barry Bonds, Matt Williams. I mean, we're talking about huge, huge bats, and they they swing and miss on, on two. This is offseason. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I guess they'll keep Crawford at short now and not make the move to third. Um, but again, it's just it's just not enough. It's not enough, you know. No, and and you know, and the, and the Mets, the Mets are looking like a juggernaut. They're they're a powerhouse. They're in the in the National League. You know, Cohen's going for broke. I mean, he's going for for the World Series title. He's running out of checks soon. He might run out yeah. of money soon. No, but uh, you know, listen, last last season the Mets made some. You know, they had a, the Grom and they had this roster and they eliminated in the first round. So, like we've said in the shows before, you know, spending all this money is great. It gives you the horses. It's great for marketing. And the dollars, when you get into the playoffs, are big. But it doesn't guarantee that those players no, are going to perform doesn't. well for those five, four, five, three, four, five games. It doesn't guarantee that. So, you know, this, this season, I know, was heartbreak for the Mets. You know, I remember, you know, seeing them eliminated and they were, like, kind of shocked. But... um they, they gave himself a better chance this year. So let's see what happens. No, absolutely. And and look, you know, I, I totally get it. They they have a, a very small window because, you know, Buck Walter, older manager, he's been around for, for a while. So who knows how long he's going to continue to manage. And then you have your, your two horses, Verlander and Scherzer, are of their age. Who knows how long they're going to last. So it's win now or, or win never for the Mets. Yeah, I think, I, I think the... All these teams go in, like, especially teams that spend money. Um, it's very rare that a team like the Yankees stays relevant for so long. But these teams do it in spurts, spurts of five, six, seven years. You know, the, the Mets are on a spurt now. The Phillies are on a spurt now. Um, the Braves have locked in all these players that they have to nice, friendly deals. So they're on a spurt now. So it's interesting. On the other side of uh, New York, in, in, in the Bronx borough, Aaron Judge finally signs... You know, officially puts the ink on the paper, and and they they name him the 16th captain in Yankee history. That's that's beautiful. That's special. That's extremely special, especially the way that you know the Yankees treat that captain thing. Right. You know, and Diamond Dreams have only had one in eight years, so um, I get it. I get it. You know, but he deserves it, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see what kind of years he's gonna put up now. You know, can't wait for the season to start. And and you know, and and it's um. It's funny you mentioned that about the the whole thing with the captain because I, I mentioned it to to my wife Anna the other day. I'm like, oh, they they named him captain, and she's like, oh, but you know, don't they have a captain every year? And I'm like, not the Yankees. No. You know, the Yankees hadn't had a captain since Derek Jeter retired. Exactly. I wonder how other organizations handle it. Do they? I wonder. I wonder how it goes. I think it's thrown around a little yeah. bit more. Nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> but but the Yankees announced him. They announced Carlos Rodon. Made him shave that Made beard. Made beard look like a different guy, huh? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't go Nestor. He didn't go with the with the mustache, but he goes clean shaven. But but man, like that rotation is is shaping out to be a, a nice rotation at the top with uh, Gary Cole, Rodon, and and Nestor Cortez. It's looking good. It's looking sharp. But uh, how's the back end looking? I mean, you have um, you have Frankie Montes as your as your fifth, and you have Severino. I mean, Severino's a, Severino's a great pitcher. You know, it stinks that he had the um, the injuries, you know, for, for those years, and he had yeah. to miss out. But now he's back, and he, he had a pretty solid season last season. So, I mean, I, I think he's just going to get better. Hopefully he stays healthy. Montas, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, he came from Oakland. They, they expected a lot from him. 
he laid a, he definitely laid an egg. Yeah. He wasn't even part of the rotation at the yeah. end. You know, they have yeah. Domingo Herman who's still there. But, you know, I would like to see them go after Pablo Lopez. That's just me. Yeah, the offseason's young. A lot of a lot of moves left to be made. So we got to like what March, early February, mid February. Yep. Yeah. If they sign, they can go in spring training without signing nowadays. Yeah, and the World Baseball Classic is coming exactly. up soon. Yep. That Dominican team looks stacked. unbeatable. Oh, and USA too is yeah. Is, USA is, looks nasty too. <laughs> it's nasty. I got tickets for all those games, so I'm excited to see what's up. Amazing man, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, since since it's like a you know year end special, you know, of, of Diamond Dreams Miami up and in. Aside from from all the baseball talk and all that that we just uh, went through, you know, I wanted to share a couple of stories, you know, from from us growing up, our experiences with baseball, you know, meeting some people. Like I, I was, uh, I was talking with you, Mike, uh, a little earlier. You know, when when I was a kid, I'm a I'm a big Yankee fan, so my dad used to take me to all the spring training games. The Baltimore Orioles used to play at Miami Stadium, then you know, also known as Bobby Maduro right. Stadium, Fort Lauderdale, right? No, then by Miami, by Jackson what's, Hospital. What's the one that was in Fort Lauderdale? That, that was just, um, I forget if it had a name, but I remember yeah. the the Orioles then left there Correct. and went over or, there when right. the, the Yankees used to be in Fort yes. Lauderdale. There you go. And then they went to Tampa. But um, the the Orioles used to play by there at Bobby Maduro. And I <clears throat> I grew up in Little Havana, so I, I was you know significantly close to the area. So my dad used to take me to all those spring training games. And I remember going to a game in a full Yankee uniform, <laughs> pants, jersey, everything, hat. Love it. And I had a baseball, and I'm trying to go to, you know, the players to get autographs. And the only players that, that were that were there, like, you know, hanging out in the crowd, actually, were Kyle Ripken and Eddie Murray. So I go to Ripken really quick, and he had a little bit of a, you know, he, he was still pretty young. He, he had a little audience around him, and I gave him the ball. He just signed it quickly and gave it to me. So then I go up to Eddie Murray, and and it's crazy that I that I remember this because I was a uh, I was like you know I was little I was like six years old or seven at most, and I remember going up to Eddie Murray and I vividly remember him, like sitting, almost you know how like those <clears throat> like those handrails yeah. you know like the, mm-hmm. he was like kind of leaning up against that almost like sitting on top of it talking to a guy, and I go up to him and I'm like Eddie Murray Eddie Murray can I have your autograph and I give him the ball. And he gets the ball and he just looks at me and he sizes me up from top to bottom, like saying like this kid this in a kid. full Yankee <laughs> uniform is coming awesome. up to me and asking me for, for, awesome. my, for my autograph. Did he sign the ball? He signed the oh, ball. He signed cool. the ball. So that that's was awesome. cool. Um, you I know, remember I, meeting Tommy Lasorda over there at oh, the awesome. Fort Lauderdale Stadium. Um, I remember getting a, I still have the glove that was signed by him. It's always special when you meet these, meet these guys, you know, super special. It is, you know, and, and, and you know, and one, one thing that they say, you know, it's like, oh, never meet your your idols, right? I've had the privilege to meet my favorite my favorite athletes or players or whatever you want to call it in baseball, football, basketball, and and boxing. You know, I had the privilege and honor and all that of working in, in media for many years, you know, before I became a real estate agent, which by the way, I didn't mention it at the top of the show. You guys want to buy yourself? <laughs> I won't forget. Call me. Call me. And of course with Mike, you know, you have a, a kid that wants to play uh, baseball, call them Diamond Dreams Miami Academy, but but yeah, they tell you never meet your idols because there might be a chance that they might be a jerk. You know, it's happened to a lot of people. I've heard that from from many people. You know, they idolize a player, they go up to him one day, and the player like, hey, shoot, shoot. You know, right. I, I I saw Kevin Brown do that to a kid when right. he was with the Marlins, but um, 
I was covering opening day Giants Dodgers at Dodger Stadium with Jesse Lozada, who worked for Telemundo for many, many years, and, and Univision at some point too. And, you know, we, we had done a few stories. We went to Dodger Stadium to cover opening day, and we're on the field, and we're waiting by the dugout to get interviews. And Mattingly's there. Mattingly was Mattingly's my favorite player of all time. He was sitting down getting interviewed by, by the media. And as soon as Mattingly walks out, I go up to him and I go, hey, you know, uh, Mattingly, you know, you're, you're my favorite player of all time. You know, it's such an honor to meet you. I shake his hand and he couldn't be any nicer, man. And I tell him, hey, I'm, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but can I take a quick picture with you? He's like, absolutely. Take a picture with him. And the, the media guy from the Dodgers is like, hey, man, you can't do this. Your media, says, and I go, listen, man, I've been doing this a long time. And I know the rules. I go, this guy is my favorite player of all time. Put yourself in my shoes. Exactly. And he goes, okay, okay, but just don't do it. Don't do it again. You know, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm like, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't ask for, auto, I didn't ask for autographs. I didn't take pictures with when outside of the game, right? I mean, I have pictures with a ton Dude, of who's people. that Karen? That Karen's still working there now? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? But with Mattingly, I'm like, I, I got to break the rules. Absolutely. And then, right. you know, and, and then I had the, the, the honor of interviewing Dan Marino. Uh, I met Charles Barkley once. Oh, that's awesome. And, and Barkley was my favorite player. And I was awesome. such, I was so in awe of Barkley that I shook his hand. Magic Johnson standing next to him, looking at me with this big smile. This was during the Pistons Heat um, Eastern Conference Finals one year. And I look at Magic, I don't even acknowledge him. I just keep talking to Charles Barkley, and I walk away. And then I'm like, crap, I didn't even shake Magic Johnson's <laughs> hand. And then I met oh, Pernell Whitaker, who was my favorite uh, boxer of all oh, time, that's too. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Oh, you're meeting a lot of guys with no rings, man, with no championships. Yeah, What's man, going that's on, uh, man? <laughs> What's going on with that? That's, that's, uh, that's a common you theme. You should have shaked Magic Johnson's hand. You would have said I, right? you met a guy with five titles. The, 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 the Lakers oh, would have never won again. Oh no, gosh. but yeah, like that's like a common theme. My favorite athletes, my favorite players never won a ring. Well, that's good grinders, man. Guys who get after <laughs> it, you know, guys who get after it. At least Marino's a Hall of Famer, hey. right? And Barkley too. Hey, Marino's Mattingly, not not there. yet, but hopefully, hopefully one day he'll he'll go in. Absolutely. And man, talking about the talking about the Yankees, man. You know, I, I had um, and we and we didn't get to talk about it much the other day because you know we had the dads there and 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 they we're talking about the draft. But Mike, you're 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 home. I just went met your mom. Super super nice lovely lady and she still has all the memorabilia everything. there everything is up and and she told me have you seen the pool and now and then you were like bro you gotta you see guys, the pool it's you gotta funny see the that pool. you know it didn't never register with me going i gotta show him under the pool but oh man that 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 is so cool talk about the pool man that, and pool how that came so about cool, man he's just uh just a retiree project man that was like oh, i'm gonna put a yankee logo i walk into the shed one day and i see these tiles i see uh, an outline but I don't know why. I'm like, oh boy, what's he got going? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm going to put this in the middle of the pool. <laughs> I was like, yes. And little by little, he started placing them on the thing and cutting. And my, my dad was very meticulous, very detailed guy. And, uh, and bro installed it in the pool. And that awesome. is really cool. I got to post it. I'm going to see you next time I go to my mom's house. I'm going to, no, I, 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 I loved it. And you know, really and, cool. and your, your, your old man and my old man, they were very similar in that they were big Yankee fans. Oh yeah, man. big Yankee fans. My dad, uh, he came from fans. Cuba, went straight to New Jersey, New York, lived there for a while and then and stayed, you know, enshrined it in me. My, my, my dad would tell me about the, uh, oh, I used to listen to 
in Cuba, Buck Canal, calling calling Yankee games. Wow, it was a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. And then eventually with Felo Ramirez, yep. who, you know, the late Felo Ramirez yep. as well. Legend. And, and, you know, and then my dad, you know, watched the Yankees, you know, throughout. And then when I was born, it was Yankee baseball every That's day. Man, he bought, he bought one of them gigantic satellite dishes that you used to, like, have to put, you know, some satellite or whatever. And that thing would spin around and spin around and spin around until it reached the right satellite. And we would watch Yankee baseball. That's awesome. I remember awesome. when we were growing up yeah, uh, yeah, on Channel Thirty Three. They had Yankee yep. baseball. I think it was uh, yep. Rizzuto and Tom mm-hmm. Seaver that That's would do when the, the games. WGN used to have the Cubs and, and all this TBS stuff. had TBS, uh, yeah. the Braves. Well, awesome. I mean, they still do, awesome. but but yeah, like WPIX, we used to get it down here, and and they had awesome. uh, Yankee baseball. So yeah, you know, when people ask me like, "Oh, why why are you a Yankee fan over a Marlins fan?" You know, I mean, being a Yankee fan has been easier, easier. <laughs> than being than being a Marlins fan, even though they have the two World Series. But also, you know, the Marlins didn't exist till I was 13 years old. Exactly. So exactly. I'm a big um, Yankee fan. I'll always be a Yankee fan, but I'll still support my my home my home team. Marlins and the Brewers, zero dollars spent. Yep. So far this off season, zero point zero zero. That's embarrassing. It's tough, man, because you know you got you got these teams that don't like to spend, and every team has money. All right. Um, the Oakland Athletics owner, the guy's worth about two point four billion. And his payroll is like $30 million, okay? These teams get, uh, get licensing money, you know, yep. $30, $40, 50000000 million a year. I wonder what it is. I think the MLB needs to create a bottom uh, a bottom cap, and they, they need do. to start forcing teams to spend. They or do. They need to spend. That, uh, that licensing money, it goes to you depending on, on what place you came in because, you know, it's just uh, you know maybe using it. Maybe we could go and give Oakland a little bit of a pass because, you know, their, their stadium is a dump. It's a dump. They they need a new stadium and all that. And but, but the Marlins, the the county and the city gave them a brand new stadium, fifty million dollar stadium, beautiful stadium. I mean, you know? people that go there are like, wow, this stadium is nice. And you can't put a winning product. You can't. Yeah, it's tough. So you know, for see. the fans, it's like tough, I keep saying, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. The off season has just started. Let's see the offseason has just started. But, Mike, you know, I've, I've, this was going to be a short episode because I know people are still in holiday mode. Some people are still on vacation. Oh, yeah. So, you know, but we wanted, you know, we wanted to uh, bring you, you know, what's happened in this last week. Bring you some stories because, you know, like, like we've said, Diamond Dreams Miami up and in is here to stay. And we're here to serve you every here single week. And we're looking forward to uh, 2023. Yep. And next episode, we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts. Of tryouts. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Take care, guys. Take care.